Now, obviously, uh, Leprechaun is you know is a long running franchise, and I I guess we'll use the term reboot with this, uh, but you know yeah, someone used the term rebirth, and it's definitely not that. It's more of a reboot, reboot. <laughs> definitely a reboot and a, a, a start again for this franchise. There's nothing similar from this film compared to the other ones in the past, besides the name. Okay. That's literally the only similarity. Was, so that, here, was that freeing for you, though? Was it you know nice? Was that great for you then? Because you didn't have to feel. I like... I never saw any of the other ones. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I never saw any of them. Um, so was there then uh, like a knee-jerk reaction to try to watch them when you get the part, or you just want to stay no. away from it? No. I, I got the part, and, and WWE approached me about it, and I asked our, the director Zach Lepofsky, I said, "Do you want me to watch them? Never seen them." He goes, you "Can if you want. You're not going to take anything from them that we're going to use. Really, there is nothing fun." hokey, you know, there's not a, a limerick here and there and no poetry and a guy in a green suit, that's for sure. This is a true horror movie. Podcast presents to you WWE movie reviews. On this week's episode, we are reviewing Leprechaun Origins. I am MVP. With me always is Mr. Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at MVP360, and you can find Mr. Kirkpatrick at Twitter, Johnny Tango. What's up, Brandon? How you doing, buddy? Fantastic, as always. Oh, my God. You know why you're fantastic? Because we're going to review an awesome movie. We probably watched the best movie ever that was the worst movie ever. Oh. I don't know if that makes sense, but no. Jesus. It was a bunch of dumb. It was the best worst movie, or the worst best movie. <laughs> That's basically what it was. I had a great time. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> I don't know if we were not supposed to laugh when people died, but it was pretty hilarious. I think we found our true calling, though, is I reviewing really too. bad horror movies. You're so good at it. You're so good at it. I'm like, and people are going to start wanting to watch these movies with us because yes. we dissect them. Oh. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, we need to talk about this. We are talking about Leprechaun Origins, but weird thing is, is there a WWE superstar in this movie or not? That's a big question. <laughs> it is. You could say he's in it, and he could have phoned that whole thing in. Exactly. Leprechaun's Origins, he comes out in 2014. It was directed by Zach Lebowski. Don't care. Uh, written by Harris Wilkinson. I, I don't care about that either. <laughs> His last writing job ever. <laughs> We're going to give our characters nicknames, though, because there's no way we can remember these characters. And that way you can give a face to the stereotypical character you find in these horror movies. So Melissa Roxburgh is Daphne. Uh, Andrew Dunbar, who, whose character is Ben, we're going to name him Fred. There's Stephanie Bennett, who's Sophie, who we're going to be calling the late Brittany Murphy. Brandon Fletcher, who plays David, who will be our token Stifler. And, of course, Hornswoggle, who is maybe the Leprechaun. Let's talk about something. I already forgot all the characters' names because... Really? How often did they call each other by their names in that movie? Uh, I think we're going to refer to them as the gang a lot. Did you ever notice, like, a lot throughout the movie, they were like, hey, hey, <laughs> you, run, hey. 
it's so weird because you have to sit there and you got to really think about what's happening. And what's happening is these people don't even know each other's names because they forgot the script. It was improv. And they're supposed to be like four friends, but that doesn't come out at all. Like, it feels like these guys just met at the beginning of this movie. Basically. I, I, I don't know. Do they know each other? I don't know. Do you want to do the plot now? Uh, yeah. Did you find one? I found one. So for no logical reason other than getting an A in college history, two unsuspecting young couples decide to go backpacking through lush Irish countryside. This was not filmed in Ireland at all. This was filmed in Toronto. So beautiful forest, Toronto. You have, you have amazing scenery. If they think we were fooled by the fact that they were not in Ireland, they're crazy. Yeah. Because I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm like, don't the Raptors play, like, right there? Like, <laughs> I mean, the Buffalo Bills play the, in Toronto once a year, too. Like, they played right there. Like, come on, folks. This was all done on just, like, a, a backlot property. Like, this was all done in a field, a forest, and two buildings was all that was needed to do this movie. In a ranky old shack that someone had on their fishing pond. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can use that. They legitimately just picked it up, plopped it down somewhere, and said, that's a house. Basically. Anyways, this stereotypical Scooby gang quickly discovers that this four-leaf clover hospitality in this lush Irish countryside is not what it appears when the town's residents offer them to use their cabin at the edge of the woods. Soon, these not-BFFs will find out that Ireland's most famous legend is a terrifying reality. Cue Hornswoggle's music and evil laughter, please. <laughs> Basically what it was. Yeah. Oh, my God. So the movie starts off in the biggest, sketchiest, we really don't know how to film way. They took the camera and they, one, shook it so much to try to be like, oh, yeah, this will get people scared. No, it'll get people sick. This is the worst thing ever. Everyone <laughs> running, they just sat there and shook the camera like back and forth, and they're like, yep. "Oh, oh, she's running all, she's running all crazy." It's like, no, she's not running crazy. <laughs> Your camera guy is all pissed off because he has to carry that freaking camera, and he's like, "This sucks." Yeah. The movie starts with some random blah, uh, blonde with a backpack who's just running with some guy who you know is going to be dead in the next couple minutes. They're running away from something in this field. You have no no context to what is actually going on here. They're running towards something you find out. They're like, oh, it's almost over here. And it's some kind of like pillar, this stone pillar in the middle of the field with some holographic holographics on it or some shit. So they try to get to it and end up dying. She drops her backpack and that's it. Yeah. Did the rock kill her? It was the anonymous GM. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and I quote, <laughs> I will murder you. Drug her into the field. <laughs> so the movie then pops to the Scooby-Doo crew. Right. Pulling in on a truck with a bunch of chickens with on the back of it. a bunch of stupid-ass chickens. <laughs> because that's the way people travel in Ireland, apparently, is trucks with chickens. I, I just had to sit there and laugh because they're like, oh, yeah, we're getting so drunk and we're going to party and have a great time. Like, there's always the one douchebag that's like, I'm here to party and bang my girlfriend. Yeah, our Stifler character. Yeah, and you just sit there and you're like, he's dead, right? That's when we're like, so that's the first dead guy, right? Yep, he was. That's what happens. I mean, like, well, I don't know. Did it happen? We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Anyways, the truck driver pulls into this open prairie next to the stone pillow that we originally saw this random woman die. No time lapse. We don't know when this could have happened. And he refuses to go any further. He's like, no, that's the that's the nice little B&B down there, but I'm not going in there. Yeah. He's like, listen here, Curtis. You go, you go, you go, you walk through that grass. I ain't doing <laughs> that. I got my chickens. 
And the one guy's like, oh, well, okay, fine, we'll walk through it, because that makes sense. No red flags here, guys. Where's the damn road to get to this town that they're trying to get to? Obviously, there's a town. Because when they get there, it's like a, a full operating town. But yeah. let's talk about the walk. Yeah. The walk there, and how many times this dude chewed on a blade of grass. The editing in this was so bad. We would see them pick up something or move something three or four times between different cutscenes. Like, they just didn't realize what was going on in the actual movie they were editing. Yeah. The random Led Zeppelin-looking guy holding the shotgun, like, out in the middle of the field as they're walking to town. Yep. Never addressed again. The gang legitimately looks at him and laughs it off, because, you know, fuck it. Yeah, because usually when I go on vacation, the first thing i want to see is an old man holding a shotgun like oh you your kids better not go in there hey guys you know what this isn't a welcome sign right it isn't saying welcome to this town this dude is wasted holding a shotgun right i don't want to go here they show up to this village that looks completely dead and go right to the pub yeah well that's what you gotta do right i mean you got stifler who's like listen guys we're gonna get drunk and i'm gonna impregnate my girlfriend like because i'm gonna be so drunk and that's what i'm here to do is get drunk and then there's a, there's the nerd who's like, well, I'm here to, like, study and learn about the history. And then her boyfriend's like, well, I'm going to go to med school. And then Stifler's girlfriend is just like, I'm just here to get pregnant. Yeah. Like, that's basically what happened in the pub. That's our gang right there. And that's where we meet we meet Hamish, the uh, the old Irish man, whose mother or father, one of them had to have been a pig. Yeah. And he's just sitting there. Oh, look at those teenagers. We could definitely get them to get eaten by a horn swoggle. He hypes up this thing called the clock. Da, da, da. I don't know what the hell it was. After he got done with the story, I think I seriously turned and looked at you and was like, did he say anything that made any sense there? So he talks about how there's these stones of the gods because of this thing called the clock da da da. I actually Googled to find out what it is. It's actually not even that. It's a tribe of kings and queens with supernatural powers. Nothing to do with gods. Nothing to do with stones either. So good job, Hamish. He hypes up this thing that he wants to show him, but the problem is there's it's a seven-hour hike and so they'll have to go in the morning but hey hamish has this cabin that they could crash in totally awesome weird yeah the gang calls for a vote and hey we're going in this is where we meet hamish's son shane yep his only line so far in the movie is he calls stifler a nancy boy as they're driving out yeah you're a nancy boy and by the way don't turn up my radio all right let's just drive in silence by the way how do they have any radio back that way anyways right if they're so far out there how do they get a crystal clear radio station it's xfm yep it reaches everywhere they get to the uh, cabin and then for some reason there's something ooky spooky out in the grass they grab the shotguns they shoot at it a couple times they're like oh we just have a problem with pigs around here good night yeah all right we'll move on then i guess it was just a pig yeah. And I mean, they're like, yeah, it's, that's no big deal. Oh, that's why you got that sweet freaking shotgun. <laughs> right. You, you know what? Whatever. Hey, yeah, go into your house, all right? I'll shut the door behind you. Right there is where I'd be like, dude, I don't want the door shut. Like, it's a nice day. They get in there, and they don't notice that the windows are barred shut. But didn't that mean that thing had to be, like, muggy as hell when you got in that thing? Like, right. oh, maybe we should open a window. The Stifler dude's like, well, I'm here to bang, but I'm so wasted, so I'll just do that. <laughs> he doesn't even bang. He doesn't even uh, bang in the movie. He passes out while the hot chick's, like, on top of him. Right. And I'm like, really, dude? That's that's how you do it? Meanwhile, the other hot couple, the chick is sitting there, and she's like, yo, I'm here. And the guy's like, nah, I'm good. I'm like dude what like look at her she ain't wearing pants she looks great and he's like nah i'm here to like learn about I'm, medical I'm, stuff i'm so mad at you for sending me to this cabin and all that shit yeah you just made me do what you want to do because we both agreed to go on this trip so right. then we came here but now i'm pissed this cabin has no cable 
I have no boner. All right, then. I guess I'll go to bed. I would be like, dude, uh, get the hell out of here. I'll handle this. Uh, Hamish is uh, locking up the door for some reason, locks him in, and then takes his gold watch off and hangs it up next to the door and just takes off. No reference to this at all. So Hornswoggle knows what time it is? Like, Hornswoggle's, like, sitting there, and he's like, I'm here to murder him. Ah, too early. What time is it? Oh, good thing he left me his watch. So back to the chick who's trying to get all over Stifler, the late Brittany Murphy. She decides to go outside in the living room and just see what's going on. She hears something outside the window, looks out there, and something runs past, something that we barely get to see throughout the entire movie, which is Hornswoggle himself. She then starts freaking out. Everyone comes out in the living room and is like, what's going on? They realize the door isn't open. Meanwhile, the late Brittany Murphy is crawling into the corner, hyperventilating next to the chimney, and then Hornswoggle, from out of nowhere, comes through the chimney, rips off one of her earrings, and then starts chasing them around yeah. the cabin. He's like, I got an earring. I'm going to get the rest. By the way, folks, we don't see what the leprechaun looks like this whole time. You're just seeing jump cut edits, and every time, like, the things in view, they show, like, the back corner of its head or something like that. They never show it. So what am I afraid of? Also, this is not a leprechaun, by the way. No. This looks nothing like a leprechaun. No. This looks like the creatures from the movie The Descent. Like, that's the yeah. closest thing I could match this up. It could be the same costume. Yeah. I, I mean, what I don't get is the original movie Leprechaun, which is fantastic. That looked like a leprechaun. He was a leprechaun. He's like, oh, I'm here. Take your gold. That's what I was thinking. No, they get some melted candle figure. Yeah, no, it looks like an action figure you left out in the in the car. Like Sid from Toy Story ruined a G.I. Joe. You think of a leprechaun, you think green suit, no suit. Uh, okay, so he's he's he at least has red hair. No hair. Nope. All right, so uh, maybe some gold on him? No gold. Okay, so what if he's short? He's at least short, right? Not even short. No features of this is even a leprechaun at all. I thought this movie, when it came out and got announced, like, I was going to see Hornswoggle being like, oh, I'm here to fuck you up. Like, you know, like, yeah. But no, it was stupid. So they're running around this house. They find a, a, a latch in the chimney and uh, Stifler gets his leg just like messed up. Yeah. Like he gets it cut open and blood's like pouring out of it. And he's like, oh, it hurts. And everyone's like, oh, shut up, Stifler. Let's go. And so they get up and run. Yeah, and when you mean run, I mean like full-on sprint to the point that they leave Stifler behind. He falls in the road, and they all just, like, uh, Stifler's girlfriend and the doctor dude, he, they go, well, fuck it, we're out. And they just turn it up. <laughs> yeah. That is the first time, I think, in a horror movie where I've seen, like, a for, like a small group where one person falls, and they go, screw it, we're yeah. not going <laughs> to They're help. just like, forget this, we're out. It's like, usually they go back and help this time. He's like, nope, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to Harvard. Goodbye. <laughs> That's exactly it. So the only one that helps him is Daphne, the main character, runs back because she has a heart of gold, which apparently is probably what something the Hornswoggle wants. Grabs him, picks him up, and starts moving him along. He's got this giant gash in his leg, but there's no blood. No bleeding, no nothing to it. No. Uh, they all end up down at Hamish's house, which he's not home at all. They get inside the house, barricade them in, and then what do they do? Turn every light in the house on. Every light, inside and outside, is on. And they're just like, I don't think he's going to find us in here. No. Turn all the lights on. Where's the first place we'll go? The basement. You know, there's no other exit. And they go down there. They find a bunch of clothes, a bunch of glasses, a bunch of shoes, and they find out that this has just been some big, like, ploy to get them to be killed by Hornswoggle. 
and they're all like, oh my god. But they also conveniently find every weapon they need and every answer to every question they have down in this basement. Daphne finds this book about this mine that was in this town, and apparently they found gold, and then they stole the gold from Hornswoggle, and now they're cursed. That's all I could really get out of the whole thing. Now they need yep. to sacrifice an unspecific amount of people at any time. Like, they don't say, like, oh, this is the time of the year or something like that. It's just, like, if people show up, they're dead. Which makes me wonder, why are there so many tourists going to this stupid-ass town? Then they also explain that the stone pillar is the edge of town, and if you pass past that, you won't be killed by Hornschwaggle. So that's now the new objective. Get to that stone pillar so they can get past it. So then the stupid weirdo incest family shows up. They show up to the cabin with mops and buckets like, ugh. If you have to show up and clean this place with mops and bucket in the middle of the night, how does the place look clean every other time? Yeah, and they're just like, God, we really know how to clean. Yeah, you really know how to clean. There's a hole in your wall. So they're like, oh shit, they're gone. Where are they? Oh wait, right up the hill. All the goddamn lights are on in the house. If I was Hamish, I'd be walking up there like, who's paying that bill? Like, it was ridiculous. So they go to the house. Right. They search the house. The lighted up house, right? The lit up house, yes. So they go there and they run it. All of them are staring at each other. They find each other. Shane goes down to the basement and finds him is contemplating whether to let him go or not. And Hamish, his fat ass, stumbling down the stairs like, oh, we found him, we found him. And then we find out Hornswoggle's outside somewhere killing one of uh, Hamish's lackeys. Yep. Completely forgot about that guy. <laughs> yeah, that that guy. Didn't, he doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. The gang is running from Hamish and Shane, who are also uh, running away from Hornschwaggle, because he's chasing everyone at this point. Yeah. Shane finally says, all right, fine. He lets them pass at one point, and they get to this truck. The truck has no keys in it, yet the headlights are on. How? Well, some older trucks. Sure. Isn't there a switch? Maybe. We're just going to go with the sense that they did not think about that when they made this movie. Oh, no, there's more keys. They have to make a mad dash. They either decide to either go for the keys or go for the stone pillar, and they're like, forget it. We're going to the stone pillar. They just start running, again, leaving Stifler to just drag himself along. He does not get any help throughout the rest of this movie. He finally collapses, and, and uh, the bar matron shows up from the pub earlier in her yeah. car. And they're all, she offers to help them and, and gives them a ride, and they all get in, and they're all the same. And that's the end of the movie. Not heel turn. <laughs> here comes here comes the Generation X, just ready to just jump the New World Order. They do tie them to trees. They like knock them out. Yeah, the bar matron she she locks them into the car. Uh, they try to get out. And Hamish shows up, knocks them all out, ties them to these trees, and then they just take off, leaving them there with gold all over them and Hornswoggle showing up. So here they are, tied to trees. Stifler gets his stomach cut open, right? Yeah, he starts freaking out because Hornschwaggle ripped out the tongue ring out of late Brittany Murphy's mouth. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you should be happy. That's all he did. Yeah. Like, it could have been worse. He cuts his stomach open, but in the end releases him from the ropes. So Stifler starts running away, and Mr. Dr. Fred actually has the balls to say, don't you dare leave us. Dude, you've been leaving him the whole yeah. movie. It's like you've left him behind so many times. So this is the big face turn for Stifler because he comes back with a knife, cuts everybody free, and lets Hornswoggle attack him, sacrificing himself, being the first victim, like we called it, and letting 
everyone take off. This just leaves the three remaining survivors. And this is when Daphne, the main character, just decides, forget this, we're no longer going to the Storm Pillar, which they probably had a chance to actually run there and just say, forget this, we're out of here. They decide they want to play a little mousetrap and kill Hornswoggle. So they run back to the original cabin that they were locked in. Yep. This was the best part of the movie. <laughs> They decide to have Brittany Murphy play his decoy underneath the cabin, and they go inside and they stand behind the where the the hole in the wall is, and they decide to use an axe. They try to lure Hornswoggle through the hole, and then they're going to chop its head off. Right when they're about to throw the axe down, instead of the leprechaun coming through, he actually has the late Brittany Murphy slides her right through, and they chop her right in the head, and then you just see her, her head just get cut right in half. It, it's hit, it hits her forehead. Yeah, and, and Daphne's just like, I fucked up. Yeah, and the best part is, is like, when she gets slid through, she had enough time to be like, ah, I don't need to hit her. Yeah, Fred, like, didn't hit her. He's like, nope, I'm good. Oh my god, I accidentally killed her. If I was the doctor, dude, I'd be like, you just fucking killed her. <laughs> exactly. You're a murderer. You're going to jail. So that happened. <laughs> so now all we have left is Fred and Daphne. They're alive, and they decide, let's run back to the truck. I don't know how much time has passed, but the lights are still on in this truck. Still no keys. Uh, they get back in the truck, lock themselves in. But still, again, no keys. What are you going to do? Just go, like, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there? I would have loved to have a State Farm rep, like, pop up and just be like, <laughs> you guys are fucked. And he just disappears again. Bye. <laughs> So they start, the truck gets broken or whatever. They run to some barn or something. But while they're running there, she trips and falls. Yeah. And this is the dude's girlfriend. Right. And he goes, fuck this. <laughs> and he keeps running. And the best is she goes, you are going to leave me. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even hesitate. Like, hot bitch, you are going to die. <laughs> Which is completely fine, because in that whole chase, he ends up getting snagged by Hornswoggle, and Hornswoggle tears his vertebrae right out of his back, but the, the spine was, like, twice the size of a normal human being's spine. The spine was, like, as big as, like, a telephone pole. Yes. And whoever was doing the special effects for that movie is, like, sitting there looking at vertebrae, like, guys, you think, you think this is too big? And someone looks over and goes, nah, man, I think that's right. Okay. Well, that's what it looks like in Mortal Kombat for the SNES, so that works. Hold on one second. Let me. I'm going to do a finisher, and let me tell you what a vertebrae looks like. Fatality. So that happens. So now she's even, like, kind of, I don't know, is she sad? Like, the dude was going to leave her. Somehow she ends up back into Hamish's house, and where's the best place to go? The attic. She runs all the way to the top, decides to hide in the attic, but then we get this, like, try to be, like, this suspenseful scene where Hordeswoggle's trying to look at it, but it's just a bunch of unfocused shots of Hordeswoggle's soggy costume. It was disgusting. Because the costume was so poor. Ugh. It was such a bad-looking costume. But guess who comes to help her? Sean, the now face <laughs> <laughs> he turned more than big show has in his career and he calls and helps her okay do you want to call it help or do you want to call it running into a room and randomly shooting your entire load of ammo into a random room like that's on him hornswoggle would be to the right he would aim to the left and yeah. fire a shot like don't go over there don't go over there don't go over there and then hornswoggle's like dude this guy can't fucking shoot he's terrible so she gets out and she's running 
Right. This is the scene, though, where Sean ends up getting out of the attic as well. He confronts Hamish, throws him down the basement stairs, and then watches Hornswoggle eat his own father. Then he takes off as well. Yeah, because he's like, this sucks. Yeah. My dad's dead. Bye. No follow-up then to Shane. Like, that's nope. just where we that was it. Shane. Yeah. Daphne now has the keys, gets into the truck that probably should have a dead battery by now, starts it up, takes off, doesn't even get 30 feet and crashes it into the ditch. Yep, so now she's running again. And this is it, folks. This is the heated moment, man. The sun is rising. You can see the stone pillar. She's almost there. But then, bam, she trips over what? The backpack from the random blonde in the beginning of the movie. So, yes, she could have helped her with the backpack. But actually, if the backpack wasn't there, she could have gotten there anyways. So the backpack probably hurt more than trying to be, like, this saving moment for them. So here comes stupid Hornswoggle and his terribly, like, body condom costume. Right, because now the sun is out, so we can kind of see this gross-ass figure. We find out in the backpack, it's just full of gold and a machete. How did this person die in the first place if they had a machete and the gold? Yeah, just give them the gold, or cut them with a machete, because this thing isn't super powerful. Horschwaggle gets Daphne into the corner, and we get the best line in the movie. She yells, Fuck you, Lucky Charms! And cuts him right in the face with the machete. But here's another bad editing part, because the CG section of this shows her cutting him and cutting right at the jawline right in the half but then when the head falls it's cut at the neckline and it's not even like how could you not see that and it edited right to that scene immediately afterwards credit so Daphne gets up and then finally just just takes off. She leaves the gold. She just takes off. She doesn't take the gold with her. She doesn't win in this at all. And and then we find out she looks back to see that there's more anonymous GMs clouding through the grass. Yeah. This wasn't even the only leprechaun. If they try to make a sequel, we're not watching it. How is this an origin story? I, yeah, I can't. I just I can't do it. If there if there's gonna be a sequel, I just literally I just can't do it. <laughs> All right, Pete, let's review this in title runs. What is your title run for this movie? Uh, mm, what's a what's a really awkward title run? Uh, Jeff Hardy. Okay. Jeff Hardy world title. You had to be on drugs to enjoy it? Yeah, and it was just that. <laughs> I'm going to go with Hornschwaggle's 2006 WWE Cruiserweight title run because you knew it was the last title run ever, and it included Hornschwaggle. Absolutely. Done of the night, Pete. <laughs> this, it, it, the whole movie. <laughs> the leprechaun yeah the leprechaun the leprechaun was definitely the dud right just a terrible costume stud of the night pete but it has to be shane yeah the face good for you buddy you tried i'm gonna give it to vancouver canada love your forests <laughs> god what a bad movie all right man that's that's it man that's the leprechaun origins movie review but now we want to ask our viewers and listeners what do you want us to review next any kind of wrestling movie put it in the comments send an email to contact at the full nelson press.com find us on twitter or any social media site let us know and we'll review it you got it yeah bet anything else about ampy i don't know yeah bet all right suck a butt Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no promises. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. 
go watch some wrestling. Lucky Charms.